Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Lydia Williams. Good morning, everyone. So uh, this morning, we are continuing looking at Matthew chapter 22. Um, And I was given verses 15 to 40. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to briefly run through what's happened in verses 15 to 33. And then I'm going to read from verse 34. So starting at verse 15. Uh, Here we see that Jesus is being confronted with questions from the Pharisees and the Herodians. And it tells us here that they were trying to trap Jesus with what he is saying by asking him about paying tax to Caesar. So Jesus had been directly accusing and opposing the religious leaders, and now they are fighting back. But Jesus sees right through what they are doing, and in verse 18, he calls them hypocrites, And he asked, why are they trying to trap him? And of course, Jesus answers their question wisely, which shows that he was in complete control. He rebuked the wickedness and hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the Herodians. And then in verse 23, we see that later the same day, the Sadducees also questioned Jesus. And they are asking him questions about marriage at the resurrection. So here the Sadducees asked Jesus a hypothetical and ridiculous question, hoping to show that the idea of the resurrection, the resurrection is nonsense um, because they don't believe in it. So again, we see a religious group trying to trap or almost make fun of Jesus. And Jesus replies to them by saying that they are wrong because they do not understand the scriptures and they do not know the power of God. These highly intellectual religious individuals have managed to get it wrong. It is possible for a person to have lots of biblical knowledge, yet not fundamentally know the scriptures as they do not understand what they are trying to say. Additionally, they doubted the power of God to do beyond what they could measure and understand in the material world. And again, we see Jesus give a wise response and the crowds are amazed by what they have heard. So then we come to verse 34, and I'm going to read verses 34 to 40 now. So, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourselves. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So again, here we see that Jesus' opponents are working hard to stump him or even embarrass him. And they are trying to trap him. And they want Jesus to choose just one commandment. So it looks like he is neglecting other parts of the law. But again, we see Jesus give a wise answer. Jesus understands the spirit of the law and his answer defines the law in its core principles. Therefore, Jesus does not have to choose one law over another. He says we must love the Lord our God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind. 
Now, this may be easier said than done, as none of us get it perfectly right all the time, but that is what Jesus is asking us to do. And then he tells us to love our neighbour as ourselves. So it is believed that here Jesus is telling us to take care of and have concern for others and their interests, just as we would of ourselves and our own interests. God's moral hope for all humanity can be summed up powerfully in these two sentences. We must love God above all things. And when that love for God is real in our lives, it will be shown by how we love and take care for others. Christianity is all about having a relationship with Jesus. And then because of that relationship, wanting to love and take care of others. So for those of you who don't know, I'm the children's pastor at HTC. And when I try and explain this passage to the kids, I like to say that we have so much love for God that it overflows out of us and makes us want to go out and love other people too. So what I find interesting about this whole situation and this passage is how wrong the Pharisees and the Sadducees have got it. They are two groups of intelligent, religious, Jewish thinkers, and yet they haven't grasped who Jesus is, nor do they seem to understand what he has come to do. They have not understood some of the core teachings of their scriptures, and they do not understand how powerful God truly is. But in these final verses of this passage, Jesus tells us the most important thing for us to do is to have a relationship with God, which these religious groups have failed to prioritise to do. They have read the scriptures extensively, yet they do not have a relationship with the living God. Nor have they understood that they are to love and care for others who are around them. Perhaps we know people in our lives who are like this. People who know the Bible like the back of their hand, yet they do not seem to have a relationship with Jesus. Perhaps sometimes we can be a bit like this. Going through the motions, going to church, listening to worship songs, reading our Bible but not actually truly pursuing our relationship with Jesus. Maybe for some of us on the call this morning, we are feeling spiritually dry. Perhaps we feel far away from Jesus. Maybe we feel a bit like we've lost a little bit of that relationship with him. I know that it can be difficult to feel close to Jesus when we can't go to church properly, we can't sing in church, we can't meet our connect group in person, we aren't able to have prayer ministry in the same way. But I would love to encourage us all this morning to keep going. Keep trying to pursue that relationship. Keep putting the effort in to spend time with Jesus and make that relationship with him grow stronger. So I'm just going to pray for us now. Yes, Lord, I just want to pray for anyone on the call this morning who is feeling spiritually dry or far away from you. Yes, Father, we just really ask that they keep pursuing that relationship. They keep putting time in to spend with you, whether that be reading their Bible or prayer or however they can connect and draw close to you. And we really just ask for you to draw close to all of those individuals this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lydia. Today we prayed firstly for ourselves or others close to us who may be feeling distant from God or spiritually dry and we pray for their perseverance of faith and that God's goodness and wonder may break through and bring light into their lives once again. And secondly, we prayed for the Reclaim the Streets movement 
coming out from the tragic murder of Sarah Everard. We prayed that everyone would find a way to engage with the right that every woman should have, and that is to feel safe at all times when out in public. And we prayed for our governmental leaders and the police, that they would take wise and positive next steps, and that bridges of trust can be rebuilt. Thank you for joining us on HTC Daily.